Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Hell's Rebels Adventure Path. Rumor Mill 17. Ah, 17. Dun, dun, dun. Don't remember 17 again? No. What? As in, no. like, the age 17? What? Like, just the age in general? Is that that movie that has uh, <laughs> ch- the, the actor who played Chandler Bing? Yeah, Chandler Bing and Zach Efron. Zach Efron. Yeah. Efron. Okay. <laughs> they yes, switched bodies. It's like Freaky yeah. Friday, but with 17-year-olds. Oh, okay. I, I see. Yeah. Fair enough. So what is happening? Of, uh, I missed that one. Matthew completely. Perry goes back to when he was seventeen, and he looked like Zac Efron for some reason. <laughs> yeah, because you know that's how that works. I've always thought Zac Efron was a young Matthew Perry. <laughs> Welcome to the Matthew Perry thing. podcast. Yes. Wow. <laughs> it's an extremely specific topic. <laughs> uh, Anyone else remember Matthew Perry from Fallout New Vegas? Oh, yes. I try not to. Where he phoned that in so hard. Yeah. Anyway. I did not even know he voiced anybody in that game. <laughs> That's weird. He was the guy that, spoiler alert for the first five seconds of that game, he's the guy that shoots you in the head at the very beginning of that game. Benny or whatever his name is. Oh. Benny, remember. actually, I think it was Benny. Or Benny yeah. or something huh. like that. Now I'm gonna need you to can seduce that, him. So. so, yeah, you can hear Matthew Perry in a with really a bored voice, accent. obviously inside of a recording booth. Telling uh, seduction lines to you. Oh yeah! Oh yeah. my God! Swing Those it, are baby. so bad. Creepy. <laughs> uh-huh. So bad. I don't. I don't want to picture my Chandler Bing that way. So, so no. Yeah. Again, this is not the Matthew Perry uh, podcast. However, instead, I know you came here for Pathfinder discussion, y'all. But we're just going to talk about Matthew Perry. Apparently. Apparently. We're talking about movies. Apparently. That Apparently. These are That's my like, '90s references. Well, I think. yes. Yeah, I'm supposed to go ahead and jump back in. Um, well, that's not exactly what we're doing here. But I'm supposed <laughs> this to, is uh, actually the recap. We're not to do jumping the recap into kind anything. Of part of this. Uh, yeah, we are covering uh, episodes 49, 50, and 51. Uh, when we actually passed the big 5-0 and completely forgot to mention it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That was. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure we even said, man, we got to make sure we mention something about that. And then we all forgot about it. We, yeah. we got distracted. It's I think Jessica fine. reminded me before and then realized that she forgot afterwards. So it reminded <laughs> yep. me afterwards that we forgot. So. Yep. I'm oh, here wow. to help. It's like one of those birthdays that you really don't want anybody to know how old you are. So you just, yeah, it's just you don't want the over the hill cakes. Yeah. I would always like cake. I can have a tombstone on top. Yeah, I was going to say, who says no to cake? I've I've never regretted a birthday number, but I'm eagerly awaiting becoming a silver fox. Oh, my God. I'm eagerly awaiting being an old lady so I don't have to care what anybody thinks about anything. That's true. (laughs) That's very true. In my heart, I think I'm already an old lady. But yeah, so in episode uh, 49, uh, we had the party getting together at the Tooth and Nell in celebration of your uh, your Every successful you freeing tooth, the my brain goes tooth, hookah. the Tooth and Nell. Me too, mm. Tooth and Hookah. Tooth, tooth, yeah. tooth and Hookah. <laughs> yeah. Or the Tooth, tooth also and Nell. Tooth. And the mm. Tooth. Yeah, getting back together tooth. at the uh, the Tooth and Nell to uh, celebrate your victory in freeing the Armagers. That's true. true. Yep. We got that we met cake. a whole slew of new NPCs too. Yeah. Oh, so many I was going to say it, it was one of those interesting times where it's like Rick's mentioning this person. Is this person important? I followed a lady who was perfectly well, not I doing know. anything bad. <laughs> was so good though. Uh, that's I don't know. Adventure. Who decorates a cake with leather gloves on? Well, yeah. maybe that's all they have. They don't have nylon. I mean, it's not like they have maybe, latex. Maybe she's a latex prophet of Calistrade. <laughs> oh, weird. I think they specifically have to wear white gloves. Ah, uh, that's true. They do. Mm. Maybe she's a really bad prophet of Calistrate. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe she's new. She, we were there to be celebrated. She was being nice. Yeah, she she wanted to chat with us. She made us I a think cake. She, I think that was her gauging 
our like reaction. Yeah, she's trying to stuff, gauge like, our capabilities by us. how well we throw darts, which is not very well. And Reich's gonna get murdered okay. by a ghost. <laughs> we have to go. F- uh, somebody in the Discord was like, "I was really hoping that episode would end with y'all being like, I'm drunk. Let's go fight a ghost.'" <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody else just had. posted underneath it, "Ghost Facers," which had <laughs> me dying. If you've ever watched oh, Supernatural, because yes. let's face it, that's I we, want we that may- episode. We'd Plus be way it. more like the ghost facers than we would the actual Winchesters. Let's just, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. There's a ghost yep. there. Sucks to be us, I guess. Yeah, I did like getting to play. I did like I did like the concept of, I've already now forgotten the name of the game. Devil's uh, the, Pin. The, the, the darts. Devil's Pin, there it is. I like the concept of that, though, is like, you know, trying to like buy your way out of hell with like basically gambling. Yeah, mm-hmm. I felt like with that game throws. was a little bit more well realized than... Uh, the odds and evens. The odds and evens yeah. just seem like you bounce some dice and then you compare it's like results. Yahtzee. But yeah, mm. it's like weird Yahtzee. You know, mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah. Dice games in general, if you boil them down, ultimately are fairly simple. It's just yeah. the the it's just randomness. That's <laughs> what makes it exciting. <laughs> oh, okay. <Yeah. laughs> when the goal is just throwing dice. <laughs> but if we weren't playing with the virtual tabletop, that also would have given you a, an excuse to fistful hand, you know, dice mm. like throw yeah. like a million dice, and everybody loves to do that. So I feel it's like true. that was That's just true. an excuse to there let the players something- be like. I'm going to roll 50 dice. <laughs> yeah, there, there is something very cathartic about rolling your boom dice. Yeah. Like, mm, that is, the, that is hands true. down the best part about playing a caster is when you get to roll like 10, 20, D6. Yeah. Mm. You got to play some devil pin. You got to meet uh, Lakula Gens and, uh, and Reich, Reich the Baker. Cesare's mm-hmm. got to ask why all the tieflings are wary of Nicolo at some point. Right. Been There's around a story way there. too many people so Heaven's far. Heaven's not wary of me. Okay, fine. Just one. I mean, he- Hedman can take care of himself. Stuff. Hedman mm, has a secret identity. Yes. Yeah. He knows sure. you follow. Yeah, you know he knows you follow Milani, and he's the Rose. So he's like, ah, Nicolo's cool, and the rest of the Tieflings just kind of eye you suspiciously. It's fine. Yes. He yeah. did don't shenanigans. He did shenanigans don't, in his past. Don't, don't worry about it. I mean, it. Cesare's not going to judge. He has mm. no crowns. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> <You know. sighs> There's sordid past to plenty mm. here. <laughs> 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 Although we don't know. Maybe he also sacrificed someone at Asmodeus. <laughs> yeah. I will not confirm or deny anything at this point. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Uh, what would, what would Mamos think How about this? How bad could this be? And then Nikolo's like, I mean, I did burn down a Chela ship with a hundred soldiers on board. There were no survivors. It's like, oh, oh. What ship was it? Was it my husband's ship? Oh, no. That, that would be bad. Triple digits, you say. <laughs> <laughs> Following your uh, your evening of enjoying things in the uh, the regulars mm. and diversions section yeah, of so this fun. is so literally what they title this as is regulars and diversions. <laughs> um, we were diverted. It's you know. It's well, true. yeah, there there are we're fun diversions regulars. as far as the game, and you are becoming oh. regulars there. So sorry. Before that, we move on for that, I had one quick question. Oh yeah, um, question. I believe uh, during the dice game, I was allowed to make a thievery check to try to influence the dice. What would that have done if I had done it? Oh, yes. So on a uh, successful um, thievery or like lore gambling or something mm. like that check, on a success, you can re-roll one of the three dice rolled in that throw, but must oh, accept okay. the new result. Gotcha. So Fair enough. It doesn't guarantee that you can change the outcome, but it's just like, okay, I'm guaranteed to lose here. So there's a 50-50 yeah, but- shot. I can switch so it So I might up. as well give it a chance, yeah. But, so it's yeah. not like somebody, then if you fail it, somebody's going to notice. But he and, was you know, playing throw you with Kalanis. He wasn't going to cheat. <laughs> I mean, is it cheating or is it just 
like manifest thinking or whatever. <laughs> it makes me think no. of uh, of push with Chris Evans and everything where he uses Another his ability to pull. like. Yes, <laughs> I love that movie. But yeah, he influences the dice to gamble. Actually, the only thing I was going to say as far as devil pins is concerned is um, mm. I I translated the rules to it as word for word into second edition as I could which does include that a natural one, basically a critical failure, means you miss the board entirely, but it also does not account for getting a perfect 20. And I feel like it hmm. should. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah I like, feel like that there should one, be If you have one, you have to have the other. Balance. Other than that, I, I do think people would probably play a little bit more conservatively if it was going for the, you know, the pot ends up being everyone owes a number of silver pieces equal to their, or copper pieces even at that point, uh, equal to their end score. Oh. At which point it makes missing yeah. the board entirely really bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So Poor Reich would have anyway. been in quite a bit of debt. <laughs> yeah. Well, we would have paid <laughs> for it so by pies. buying all of his meat pies. <laughs> That's true. That, that is true. As long as it doesn't get Sweeney Toddish. Yeah. Oh, well, of course no. not. He's a good guy. I don't, I doubt it. That's what he taught. Right. Reich's a good guy. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> I honestly think he's more of a hook about hey, there's a ghost in this building than a. Yeah, we're gonna have to go deal with the ghost. this people. But this, but this is a this is a classic example of you bring somebody in and we latch onto them and now he will now be a, a, a main side character. But he's I mean, in the maybe. building that when I saw the map, I was like, there's another building I want to go to. It was the Hokum's Phantasmagorium and the Odd and Daughters Herbal <laughs> Shop thing, and I was like, these yep. places seem cool. Yeah. So in the following episode, in, uh, in our in our episode fifty, there was a reveal. True. There was a reveal. There was indeed. Uh, it wasn't a big backstory reveal for anyone other than maybe Hedeman, but I think yeah. technically I mean, that was two episodes counts. before. Uh, yeah. It counts. It counts. Hedeman enlisted the aid of the party, and you guys had a chance to uh, to speak via um, talking corpse. Is actually now mm. the name for speak with dead, uh, which I don't like. Speak with Dead was better sounding. Yeah, I liked Speak with more... Dead better. I yeah. also liked the way that it was because the the talking corpse was extra creepy, and I don't know how much of that was flavor text, but it okay, was so creepy. Okay, I kind of love it. Mm. I don't mind that part. I just the name isn't great. Yeah, yeah. It's really just the name. <laughs> well, I think they called it that because Speak with Dead implies that you can talk to anybody who's dead. When technically the rules are, you have, have to have a jaw and all of that. A corporeal so it's corpse. literally yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're talking to a corpse yeah. in the name yeah. Talking Corpse. You know, yeah. like it doesn't sound like a ritual. There's no whimsy in the in the heel spell either, but you know, <laughs> it's different. Mm. Speaking with dead yeah. is like like you know like Hellboy raising up the corpse. That thing. It's also one of those cases where they've renamed something, and I'm still going to be calling it Speak with Dead for years. Forever to come. and always. Probably, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll be a while I mean, that is that yeah. I played way too much Pathfinder one to call it anything else. I was gonna say all the people who played D and D for a long time then switched mm. to Pathfinder know that pain. Yeah, it's I mean it. Speak with Dead's been that way since 3.0, so that's mm. 20 years of me trying to learn to call it something else. So nope, you know, it's Speak I mean, with Dead on a D and D to Pathfinder uh, analogy. It actually took me a long time to break myself of things like Mordenkainen's Magnificent mm. Mansion oh, yeah. and things like that. That I was just used to throwing yeah. the name in there. Mm. Otto's Irresistible Dance, things mm. like that. Yeah, yeah. Faithful Hound. Irresistible mm. Dance. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's a good spell. Yep. <laughs> it's like hideous laughter, but dancing, and it's way worse. You, like a duration. Yeah. Dance, it's Hocus Pocus, the scene in Hocus Pocus where she makes them all dance. That's dance all I think of every time dance, I dance, think of that dance spell. Dance until you dance die. Until you die. I need to go watch. Yeah, the as far as the uh, talking corpse spell is concerned, though, it doesn't specifically say that they react the way that I had them do so. It was creepy. Mm. It was good. 
I love but it. But she did That's fail, it and it does say that the answers, it does use the terms brief, cryptic, and repetitive. And so uh, I figured it had being a bit more of a dreamlike quality, like the the mm. memories are confusion, you know, yeah. in their in their last seconds. Mm. But um, you were able to speak to the uh, the murdered Rose of Contargo, mm-hmm. who had informed you a bit about uh, of her murderer. Although of course it was a dark alleyway, so there isn't just an immediate. I can describe exactly who it was that yeah. killed the situation. Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> His name, name is my too. name too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, regardless, <laughs> we we did get some good information. I yeah, think. yeah. And the Varician accent, the smell of which we found out was working with clocks and some other slurp things. grease. Yeah, slurp yeah, grease. Slurp yeah. grease. Uh, we slurp also found like the location it. of the murder, so we mm-hmm. at least have yeah. a spot to check. Yeah, so you got a good amount of information in that episode of what you followed up on in the uh, the following episode, which was our last one, which was a lot of uh, chasing down leads. And yep. talking yep. to people buying really expensive clocks. Yep. Cesare bought, bought a really expensive bought a clock. Very expensive <laughs> clock. <laughs> it's a nice clock, though, to be fair. No, if you can't tell what time it is on the Elvish clock, then you don't get to leave class, students. <laughs> <laughs> but it's my first day. <laughs> I just imagine that it's not a, a a like one to twelve clock. Like it's got some <laughs> other weird time, like Castrovellian time or something like that. So it's like yeah. really hard to read if you're not into that, you know. It's a traditional Elven clock that has forty-two faces. Oh no, you know, or something. Yeah, something <laughs> stupid on. like How do you that. Break yeah. up your hours. This is weird. You don't. It changes. <laughs> Every hour is twelve heartbeats of the average elf. Yeah. It's, this is a a day and a half of time on the face, and then yes. they worked backward from there. It's it's one of those it's like a normal cl- Galarian time and then there's another face that's the time on Castravel, you know. Mm. Yeah. Oh, an internet uh, or interplanetary <laughs> clock. That's pretty that's, fancy. No wonder it was so expensive. <laughs> totally the useless, but you know. <laughs> I do find it kind of interesting that the Kentargo has this whole clockwork angle. Mm. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is weird, right? The shop that deals in clockworks and all I the think rest of it. Yeah. just like clockworks. Well, it's funny cuz it like unintentionally actually makes inventors make sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. For, a little bit. For second edition, like, because you can be like, oh, yeah, I, I learned making clocks, and now I make oh, right. I know, my artisans, weird yeah. fancy hammer mm. or whatever. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like they're making clockwork in, like, constructs. It's literally, like, timepieces and other things That's like that. That's the gateway truck. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, it's it's very, it kind of reinforces, you know, I, I know that there's a standard approach as far as uh, Dungeons and & Dragons and Pathfinder and all the rest of that stuff of, uh, you know, medieval fantasy and everything. Mm. But Pathfinder has always been very firmly in, like, the Renaissance period. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say that's fair. Gunpowder yeah. is developing. Clockwork things are, like, new and exciting. Mm. There's a place trying out democracy. <laughs> trying Although, of course, out, yeah. you know, you have old Democratic Republicans and all the rest of that stuff back in the uh, back ancient Greece and everything. But, yeah. yeah, trying something similar to it. But yeah, you guys followed up a couple of leads and all the rest of that stuff. Unfortunately, uh, almost more eliminating directions than anything it else. It does yeah. seem like yeah. our killer stalks people for a while, though, because people yeah. had noticed him hanging out in that garden, but he wasn't using the yeah. building. So if that was her normal route home, he probably watched her for a while. Which yeah. means he probably has his next victim. But we also met a really weird artist guy and his model. Sure. And yeah. that mm. was weird. I mean, anybody else that was weird? Guess not. No, he he was a, oh, he was, was a bit of an odd duck. Yeah. I mean, it almost feels like it has a place in Kentargo, though. Just like having these sort of 
artists that are the, mm-hmm. these sort of like I don't, it feels very like French salon sort of yeah. thing. You know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, because that was the fill I was going for with that scene. Yeah. It's one of those, these are the rich kids that have gone to pursue mm-hmm. their art, and so they don't really live in the rest of society, but they're not yeah. in the noble circles anymore, so they have this weird... The man I couldn't even of, make coffee. <laughs> kind of bohemian, almost. Yeah, he thought yeah, he was making yeah. coffee. Mm. He thought he was making coffee. <laughs> That's that whole thing of, uh, you know, a little bohemian or a little, you know, hipster-esque where it's like, mm. well, it's, you know, I sure I'm a trust fund kid and all the rest of that stuff, but I'm going to live here with the common people and do yeah. what common people I, do. And, mm-hmm. and Ross is right. That does feel very Kentargo, and I don't it know does. why. It just seems it's like... It's an artsy city. Yeah, yeah. That there would be... It's a very artsy city. Yeah, yeah, that there's just this group of these people free that thinkers, yeah. like have a foot in each like re- world and don't really fit in either. You, you know? just yeah. walk by and it's people singing La Vie Boheme at every like diner. So, like, <laughs> so I'm like, starting to picture more Denton, Texas, but on the coast. Cesare <laughs> 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 opens the door. They're singing. He closes the door and goes to the cafe next door because he just wants some peace they're and freaking quiet. <laughs> opera version. Closes that door. <laughs> At least oh my this God, one is contagious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we actually left off with you guys um, kind of scattering a little bit to uh, to investigate mm. different avenues of pursuit past that. You'd actually split the party at the beginning of that episode and then merged yep. and then are kind of splitting off again. It's well, we kind of run into a dead end. And unfortunately, unless we find something else, we may have to wait until someone else gets... Uh, I have a lead. Yeah, yeah but... We'll yeah, see. I mean, we did go through a creepy, uh, decrepit uh, operating theater, so that was something. Yep, that yeah. was creepy. That was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, true. But yeah, if Vespum isn't willing to let go anything, then yeah, I think that's right. We may just have to wait. That'll until... give us a time to investigate Reich's ghost before he gets hung in that building. Yeah. At yeah, I mean, it will unfortunately lead to the death of another person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. unfortunately. Well, but if we, maybe some... we'll just get lucky. Yeah, yeah maybe it'll chance. be Reich. Maybe it'll be one no. of us. <laughs> Okay, it's not allowed to be okay, Reich. Okay, can't be Reich. That's too depressing. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. But maybe if we hang mm. out, like if we hang out in Old Cantargo, one of us will be the victim that's targeted, and then we can like... I guess it's possible. We don't know the... Oh, great. Chesare's... Let's draw straws for who's bait. And Cesare is just You're in perpetual fear about Kalanis. It's like, why? Why Why is everything happening in flipping Old Cantargo right now? I know. Old Cantargo is so, uh, so hot right now. <laughs> yeah. Not in a good way. Uh, there may be an explanation for that. You'd heard the whole rumor that the maybe it was like thing. the the ghost of the thieves guild, uh, the former mm. master of the thieves guild. Oh my god! Oh yeah, we have to find yeah. that place. Yeah. Well, that yeah. that was more mm. about kidnapping children and forcing them. Oh to yeah, join we also have that happening. It's all connected. It's all yeah. connected. Could be. Everybody, get your string boards out. We think it's in the graveyard, which is near yeah. Reich's house, which is right next to Reich's. Yeah. Who knows? You know. I know. We'll see. I mean, one Lots way to, to find do. out, which is to keep playing, yeah. and for True. listeners to find out, is to keep listening. Also true. It's true. Please My do. investigator is on the case. <laughs> on the case. Literally. Yes, mechanically. <laughs> also jinx. <laughs> so uh, I suppose we should go ahead and launch into some emails. We've got some great ones today. Ooh, not that they're all, not always email. great. Yeah. I do love a good email. Email number one is from Perigen from Berlin. Hey. Oh, hey. hey. Dog. I love yes. Berlin. It was so awesome when we went. Right then, saying, dear Find the Path gang. We're Hello. Now. Hello. Yeah, I like I guess it. So. I'm here for it. 
We are not a gang. I am the good kind of gang. <laughs> the good kind of gang. Of gang. Yes, I think exactly. more a Scooby up. gang, not yeah. like yeah. bad yeah. gang. Yeah. Yeah. Was it, okay, was it not Scooby Squad? Because I feel like Scooby Squad would have been a great name for that group. But it was Scooby they, gang. Fred was always like, let's go, gang. Yeah, yeah I know. True. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Because then the Buffy Scooby the gang. Vampire Slayer took Scooby Gang for their group. There you go. Interesting. So hmm. I am thoroughly enjoying the Hell's Rebels podcast as much as all of you clearly are. Admittedly, yep. my time investment to enjoyment ratio is massively skewed in my favor. <laughs> That's, <laughs> fair. That's fair. That is okay. We, we are okay with this uh, dynamic of power. Uh, especially when I listen at 1.2 times speed. Oh I, did this, oh. I did this to catch up on episodes and then got so used to your voices at that speed that it sounds weird <laughs> to hear you speaking normally. Oh my. That's fair. How do you even sound like that? I just my, uh, my Lucia voice up. <laughs> I am probably so chipmunky. <laughs> probably. Especially when we laugh. Oh, it's Lord. <laughs> <laughs> if you think listening to your own voice is weird... Try to speed it up. I have since <laughs> adapted to your natural pace, but strangely think that the opening music is better when faster. Huh. Huh. I gotta listen to it that Interesting way. Interesting feedback. Yeah, I'll let Mumford know to create a more up-tempo a little faster. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested. I often play games of Pathfinder on the FTP Discord. Yay! So I oh, request yeah. a big shout out to all the GMs and players and everyone else that just goes there for the cat memes. thank you for joining us on the adventures yes I know that you are all big fans of our feline friends and it makes me wonder what an FTP all cat folk party would be like Ah, have you ever thought about running less than serious one shots to take a break from the intense Contargo action what would an all cat folk version of the silver ravens be like I did once suggest that we should make uh, cats that were based on our own pets and just mm, do a shenanigans fun. game best based on our own Where pets. we are actually cats. There yeah. was a brief yeah. moment for Mummy's Mask where I tried to convince the crew to all play cats and it didn't go yeah, over well, but Jordan did. played cat. I ended up doing it. <laughs> and then nobody else did and I looked weird. Yeah. No, you did great. <laughs> I did do great. Thank you for I think it was probably best me. to only have one cat yeah, folk so true. that people no, were yeah, you know, fighting really weird. for the attention. Yeah, it would have been really weird. <laughs> Yeah, I actually did uh, buy a, um, it's a very short game, but I actually did buy a game that was on sale on Drive-Thru RPG that Hmm. was all about making characters that are cats. I can't Mm. remember. I think it might have just been called Cats. Yeah, Mm. and I think that's when I said we should all play characters based on our, we should make the characters based on our pets, our cats. Yeah, that'd be great. I remember liking the, the simplicity of the mechanics because your traits, instead of having ability scores, you have like body part scores. And so, like, your coat is both your character's appearance, but also their, like, toughness to resist damage. Your claws are both are both your attack option, but also your climbing ability. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Your tail controls your magic trait. Fun. So, to do cat magic. Nice. I just remember thinking it was a very interesting game. Yeah. I, I mean, we're not against doing awesome. a one-shot with all cats. I don't think. It just depends mm-hmm. on time. I love a cat. Mm-hmm. We're still trying to do Dark Moon Veil. That's <laughs> true. true. It's true. It's all a matter of time. Peregrine signs off with keep up the awesome work. We will do that. Thank you. We work hard. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Hey, who knows? Maybe we'll find time for a uh, a fun little more comedic one shot. Hey, we could do Raven (laughs) and their squad. You play Raven and the rest of us play cats. Oh, man. 
She, we're I'm one level away, sixth level. She'll get the ability to talk to other felines, and then we will have the Kentargo cat spy network. We have to get head of in a cat, and Ni- mm. Niccolo is going to get a cat from the crazy lady at the tea shop. I have shop. some cats. Yeah. There's plenty yeah. of cats. I have cats and dogs over in my glass shop. Probably not a great And idea. we already have Argent <laughs> at the wasp's, wasp nest, and the first thing he's going to say to Raven is, I was trying to tell you about that rat. And nobody would listen. And to why me. couldn't you tell me <laughs> what's wrong with you? Yeah, it's, you're not a real cat, are you? <laughs> you're one of those one of those big bald cats, aren't you? Pointing up at like Cesare. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I suppose on to email number two. Email two comes from Gordon from Vancouver, Canada. Another hey, international. Oh, nice. oh yes. did we place? Uh, we did didn't place, place no. Oh, where right. is Berlin? Yeah. Germany. Uh, okay. Cool city. Yeah. <laughs> a city split, yeah. a well city done, split right. in half that comes back together. Feels like that town with the oh, time uh, origin. Warp. Origin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah that would be My good. My first thought went to Wati. It's like the half dead city. Because it comes back I mean, together. Uh, true. Plus, yeah. it's in the woods, which yeah, you know, that's also Germany. True. Yeah, yeah, Germany. Urgent's Germany. fine. I think we put a lot of people there, but Urgent's fine. Urgent yeah. town. Urgent. Over so, the River Kingdoms. Vancouver, uh, Canada now. It's the, uh, well, plane Canada, we've always said, is the plane of air. That's right. Because, okay. you know, Rick makes the air elementals very polite. <laughs> <laughs> hey, every Canadian Indeed. I've ever met, well, actually, I can't say that. Almost every Canadian I've ever met <laughs> has been pretty awesome. Except there was that, that one guy. That, that all the Canadians the... disavowed. There's a place on the plane of air called the Citadel Cardracillery. Hmm. Riel. Oh, well, that sounds, that sounds fun. Okay. Uh, a vast sounds castle fancy. and its series of outlying fortifications that sits across various islands of ice in the region of the plane of air where it borders the plane of water. Huh. Uh, it is a vast and impressive fortress that is guarded by a knightly order of silver dragons led by the dragon <gasps> Paranthaxis. That Whoa. sounds awesome. Parthenax? Cool. This order of dragons is under near constant attack from an army of evil rival white dragons that lurk amongst wow. the caves found on other nearby frozen islands and are led mm. by an ancient white dragon named Shell Sithcaris. Well, good luck huh. with all that. So you get to hang out with the dragons is what I'm hearing. Dragons. Silver dragons. Yep. That's awesome. They're yeah, my favorite news, dragons. There's good dragons. They're not all bad. <laughs> and start. a giant ice castle. That sounds amazing. That's pretty cool. Mm, that does sound a pretty cool. Ice castle. Ha, cool. Gordon writes in and says... Hello, revolutionaries. Hello. 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 I wrote to you over a year ago. Okay, so probably put on the same wear on the plane of air. Also, yeah, thing. but now you have an official place in the plane of air. Now, yep. Yeah, now you have a castle. Congratulations. Yep. To the castle. There you go. <laughs> dragon. He joined up. Just lousy with castles everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and dragons. I wrote to you over a year ago and have continued to follow and enjoy your Hell's Rebels podcast. I have been playing in a Pathfinder 1 play-by-post Hell's Rebels game on the Paizo forums since 2017. Oh, wow. 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 We just recently finished book two and are starting book three. Wow. Wow. I mean, yeah, yeah, play-by-post can take a while. Yes, they can. Our party had a fair amount of trouble with the Holding House mission, particularly due to having two halflings in the party. Yeah, I guess that'd be kind of hard to explain Uh, the halfling guardsmen. Yeah. <laughs> Prior to this mission, mission, we had rescued Binjin Purvu from a dog housing in Veritas Plaza, um, an extremely dangerous encounter that I think worked out to be something like a challenge rating of nine. When we talked to Octavio at the Shrine of St. Cynix, he didn't tell us anything detailed about the holding house or the Datari's prisoner transfer procedures. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh. oh. 
Benjamin was able to tell us some general description of the interior of a holding house, but nothing about procedures. Uh, we knew to expect a, uh, a fiend in there, but had no further details. We had no information about a prisoner transfer wagon. <laughs> oh. oh, devastating. Yikes. Goes on to say our party consisted of a tiefling investigator, uh, two humans, a witch and vigilante, and two halflings, a life oracle, and a Dawnflower Dervish bard. That's Cute. Pretty... Ooh, Ooh Dawnflower, Dawnflower Dervish. Dervish. That's sweet. That That's sounds fun. really awesome. Yeah. Shortening this a little bit for time here, although I, I will send this over to all of you because it is rather amusing uh, take on this, but I don't really oh, want to get into all the details here as it might touch on something that's a little bit more spoilery. Fair enough. Um, or might let you in on uh, what I have or have not changed. Ah, uh, though I do look no. forward to reading it. Uh, I got the impression that the writers didn't necessarily account for the possibility of small-sized PCs participating in this, mis in this mission. We likely could have defeated the chitin if, if it hadn't been forced to split the party. Mm. Rick, hello. I'm curious what changes you made from the written material for this mission. I suppose not to get into uh, to too much of the spoiler range, although you guys have completed the mission at this point. The reason your Game Master didn't mention anything about the prisoner wagon is because I included that, because it mm. made a lot more sense to mm -hmm. uh, include that angle. I also, and I've had this conversation with the group on a number of occasions, and I think most of them kind of agree with me. Paizo seems to often be very much against providing information to players. You gotta have info, man. Yeah, you gotta have alternative routes to complete something. Right, and in large part because I can't imagine a Hell Knight, especially a Hell Knight that is routinely going out and capturing kidnappers and mm. slavers that are, you know, illegal, you know, since slavery is legal in this nation, but are going out there and, you know, and pirates and press ganging and all the rest of that, that he would not know the procedures yeah. for mm. dealing yeah. with this. And especially because he's trying to actively help you yeah, in rescuing these armagers, the armagers to be saved. Yes, that he would not be providing as much information as possible. And I think all of you know that, um, you know, one, I can trust Y'all with information. Mm. You know, I've mentioned a couple of things. I think it's been mentioned in the Discord that I brought up a couple of things. It's like, this is stuff that's not really brought up or mentioned until book four or book five mm -hmm. to foreshadow for you now because I trust you to go, okay, well, I'm not going to go on a weird tangent and go, hmm, Rick mentioned the Cantargo contract. Quick, let's all hop in a carriage and ride all the way to Agorian to go and try and find the other copy. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Instead, you just go. Yeah, it's like, we'll, we'll there, do there's apparently later. a copy in the city somewhere. No, mm. we're not going to break into Castle Cantargo <laughs> at this very moment because yeah. we need yes. it immediately. That's yeah, how you that's die. A, we don't yeah. even know it's necessarily yeah. in Castle Cantargo. Like, yeah. somewhere in the city is a very big range of places. It's under, yeah. Bra it's under Brazilized pillow along with, yeah. the, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. He does it's, that. It he uses a, little... a bookmark in the book. Oh, no. And on the other hand, I also trust my players. I trust my players to know me well enough to know that when I provide this information and everything, I am not trying to railroad them. Mm. Well, and we also have Morgar. I don't know if that was an NPC that was in the books or just someone you included. And why would we not ask a Datari about all the information about how the Datari would handle this? Yeah. You know? mm. And why wouldn't he tell us? I mean, you uh, know. Morgar is a little bit different in the books, but yes, I do understand okay. exactly where you're coming from. Because hmm. I'm always making different adjustments. Different how? Yeah, different yeah. how. Is well, he like a jerk? If it's not spoilery at this yeah. point, I mean. Mor Morgard does not have a backstory in oh. the book as well. Oh, okay. Um, so well, I fleshed sad. out Morgard's backstory a great deal more. Gotcha. Because I like to do that. But Ooh, yeah, the, the simple fact is, um, I think when I, I initially addressed this with all of you, I just kind of went, it's like, I mean, you've got a couple of ways that you can go about this. And one mm. is 
How do they define it in here? Force, stealth, or trickery. Mm. We love it. Mm. I often find the easiest way to do things. It, it gets a little bit into that idea of the illusion of choice. There's nothing stopping you guys from just kicking down the front door. I will it's make true. it obvious yeah. that that is a difficult way of going about it. And it's going to cause <laughs> a huge fluster in the city. I mean, it's yeah. no, no, yeah. but no. Technically speaking, that was an yeah. option. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it would make maybe uh, be slightly more viable. Very last resort option. Yeah. Uh, well, nothing else is working. Guess I'm going to cast Fireball at the front door. Okay. And I think it would be more, I think, viable to maybe potentially try that, even though I still think that would have been really, really difficult to do in this you know, instance. If we didn't play the Dotari so much, not like the, the stereotypical silly cops, you know, We've definitely seen with the whole like Lucia thing that like they're well organized. They, you know, are quick to respond whenever there's any disturbance in the city. I don't know. That's kind of one of the D&D tropes that I hate, that the guards are all idiots. You know, yeah, exactly. it's one of those mm. like the Skyrim thing of I put a basket on their head and then they can't see me steal anything. <laughs> that, no, <laughs> you know, I just that's always that's always one of my least favorite. Wait, tropes, is that what is they're that... doing when people put a basket on my head? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I've got to report into work. You're a librarian, not a guard, so <laughs> yeah. it's, it's okay. Don't from you as knowledge, which they could get for free. So it's really kind of <laughs> a weird thing. I, that it, it is kind of strange, but anyway. Yeah, but that has always been one of my least favorite tropes in you know D and D and Pathfinder is that the guards are all a bunch of bumbling idiots. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of a common trope in uh, in fantasy fiction and all the rest of that stuff. Um, it is that thing when you're watching a horror movie that the moment the police show up, it's like, okay, they're not going to believe anything that's going on and then they're just going to immediately get killed by the, the killer. Um, or they're, they're part of the, uh, the, the killer's group or whatever, you know, or they are mm. the killer or something like that. Rachel and I recently watched, I think it was Scream 4. Although the police are I mean, grossly incompetent the entirety of the Scream series. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's Scream's whole I deal. mean, well, Dewey, Dewey is like the only good cop. Dewey, Dewey's good. So Scream 4 was worth watching, I'm hearing? Yes, no? Scream uh, Scream 3 was the only one that I was like, this is... Yeah, Scream I remember Scream 3 being really bad. 4 and okay. 5 are pretty good, though. So anyway, all of that being said, uh, I think... <laughs> Grossly incompetent Datari was something that probably a lot of people are expecting. However, given the fact that they have average intelligence and uh, they actually have pretty good perception rolls and all the rest of that stuff. So mm. they're really good at sensing motive. Yeah. Almost like they're trained to suss out skullduggery and such. Yeah. I mean, Although in this case, what's working for us is that most of the I've been around forever. I know the city like the back of my hand. Datari are yes. either writing a desk or aren't Dotari anymore. Yeah. 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 So there is that in your favor. There are none of the none of the people that are really active in the Dataria are in that like I'm trying to keep my city safe group. They're all in that I love abusing my power. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Authoritarianism. Yeah. Yeah. It's the lawful good <laughs> versus lawful evil. Ooh. A little bit. Check out these jackboots. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I can use my truncheon freely. You say? Mm. Yep. Before Gordon signs off, they do have a uh, an at Jordan actually. Hey Ooh. me. Yeah. Who in Tales from Darkmoon Vell, Campfire uh, Chat 3, expressed the desire for non-lethal spells. Ah, yeah. Just wanted to point out that in uh, Pathfinder 1, the feat Serenray's Mercy allows you to cast non-lethal fire spells. What? So you can cast a non-lethal fireball in Flamestrike. There you oh, go. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I'm so uh, excited. Jordan, right, make on. a note. Hang on. I'm literally yeah. pulling out a piece of paper separate from my character sheet. Serenray's Mercy. I need to play more Serenites. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also uh, states, uh, finally in Find the Path Tradition, I will cast my character, a surprisingly tall halfling Dawnflower Dervish, uh, played by Chloe Grace Moretz. Ah, oh, I okay. love her. Very nice. Very nice. 
Yep, thank you, Gordon. Our last email, continuing with our uh, our international, well, not actually, uh, let me take that back. Con- continuing with our uh, our widely dispersed group of listeners, because it is national. <laughs> our last email comes from Emery from Kauai, Hawaii. Oh, oh hi, Emery. Nice. Hey, Hawaii is so nice. So not continental U.S., but still. Mm. I want to go to Hawaii. I guess that's so still bad. technically domestic. Hawaii is awesome. Even I would like to go to uh, to Hawaii. You don't like water. No, but I like <laughs> mountains, and they have beautiful they have volcanoes. <laughs> they do yeah. have just cool stuff. Fire! It's true. They have good spices, too. I like Hawaiian-style food. Yep. Just say it. Emory, uh, well, first off, uh, Hawaii. Ooh. An island nation. Oh, uh, yeah. Very, like, very good weather. Volcanoes. Hmm. Okay, there's this island called... Vedisha that is off of Jalmaray and it, they have pl- they farm sugarcane and coffee there and there are living manifestations of fire known as cinder wisps and Afridi are frequent to the island. That's kind of huh. cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Let's do it. That also being said, uh, I I would be curious if anyone knows of a uh, a place that does have more of a uh, yeah. If anybody knows of a place, yeah, more of a Hawaii feel to it. So that we can all take our characters on a well-deserved vacation at the end of our adventure. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Emery writes in and says, Aloha, find the path crew. Aloha. Aloha. Also howdy. <laughs> and howdy. <laughs> and hello. <laughs> howdy and hello. <laughs> Guten Tag. <laughs> Thank you so Bonjour. much for creating such wonderful characters, settings, and abundance of content. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Good at you work hard. Welcome. Your dedication and enthusiasm for RPGs really shines through y'all's work. And they do say y'all, so thank you. Hey. <laughs> y'all it's is a great word. It's becoming more common. Even up north, we heard a lot of people saying y'all. It's a good That's word. Fair. The thing that I love most about your group is that your table feels open and welcoming to everyone. We do our very best. Yep, we we do. do try. Tabletop RPGs are for everyone. It should always yep. be a, uh, a safe and open place for anyone to express themselves. Except here, here. Absolutely. Yep. Well, yep. Yeah. Well, we do not tolerate intolerance. Yeah. With every episode, I feel like returning to the table with good friends, even if we've never met. Oh, thank you. Not that's very kind to say. Yeah. <laughs> find us at the next PaizoCon. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. for reals. Yeah. Yes. We need to arrange a find the path retreat to Hawaii, apparently. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. My cousin lives in Hawaii and he's getting married this year, so I might be going to Hawaii. You need a plus five. Yeah, you need a plus five. Emery goes on to say, I am a wildlife field biologist in the wet and wild oh. mountains of uh, Kauai. A real druid. Frequently working in remote locations without cell phone service or internet for days at a time. Few things bring me greater joy than getting into my tent after a hard day's work, cozying up in my sleeping bag, and joining y'all on the latest part of the adventure. Oh my god, that's so cool! That's cool. I'm glad we can keep you company out, you know. But also, I want to go. The forest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the the druid in in Jessica's heart wants to join you. (laughs) It sounds so fun. I have to get Emery to, to show us all the cool places. Yeah, yeah, that's yes. true. Pictures, please. Feel, yeah, feel free to send us pictures at any time. Everyone, feel free to send us pictures of the beautiful places that you live. <laughs> Absolutely. By the way. Yeah. 
the beautiful yeah. places. We'll make a whole list of eventual. We live in Texas. It's very brown. <laughs> you know? It is very brown. It's so hot. If you like so brown, dry. you're going to love Texas, y'all. The only things that aren't brown are the lawns we water. Mm. For now, now for your thoughts. Mm. My group has only played Pathfinder 1E, and despite talking about checking out 2E, none of us have been inspired to learn the new system. Mm. Could y'all share something you really enjoy about 2E that could help inspire us to give it a deeper look? Three mm. action economy. <laughs> yep. I feel like that uh, yeah. one's almost a gimme, but... Yeah. Well, I think, I think it's not just three action economy. It's the simplification of the action economy to where you know everything's an action or two mm -hmm. actions or three yes. actions. Like, yeah. there's none of this, like, what, it's an immediate versus swift versus and this And you don't have that. to ready a reaction. If you have something that you can do a reaction to and that thing triggers, you just do it. And it doesn't affect, like, the rest of your actions. But you can it's, ready an action. Yeah. Mm. That's true. I'm going to piggyback off of that and say I like that there are one action, two action, and three action spells, and that you can cast multiple spells in a turn. Um, and there's a lot more of them. Mm. You don't have to take a special feat for it. You just have to take the spell, which is cool. I'm going to piggyback on the genius of Jessica and Heather <laughs> on the spell stuff. And I like that the spells will actually scale up with you because that's freaking awesome. Oh, like the cantrips. Yeah, yes. yeah. That's, yeah, that's really good. Uh, as, as a weirdo, um, who loved magic in first edition. I love the melee in second edition because there's lots of actions that you can take, like special stuff that you can do to make it so it's not just like, all right, I kick on power attack. I'm going to just hit it until it's dead. You know, like there's a lot more like uh, movement. There's a lot more like strategy even to the melee side of stuff that I really enjoy. Yeah. My favorite aspect of 2E over 1E, because again, they're both great games. Don't get me mm -hmm, wrong, mm -hmm. you know, for sure. Mm -hmm. But I think my favorite aspect of it is just how tactical everything is, how mm -hmm. much teamwork really matters in this in 2E versus 1E. I mean, in 1E, it certainly makes a difference, but in 2E, a few buffs can be the difference between a crit and a miss. I mean, I've seen... I've run enough games that I've seen like somebody roll a five and still get a hit just because enough people were buffing them and they had enough special circumstances and all these other things were going yeah. on that like, you know, the fighter's like, oh, yeah, I can practice. I practically don't need to roll now because yeah. everyone is helping me from somebody who's played a lot of like tactical war games, both, you know, on tabletops and in um, and in the video game space. It, it really yeah. appeals to me. You know, it's like. I love like Fire Emblem games where it's like, okay, you send your teammates to like do like a double attack from different sides and they get special bonuses if you do it. And I just, I, I really like how the game encourages people to do that. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, this would normally be the part where I, uh, I make a statement in favor of game mastering and all the rest of that stuff, <laughs> uh, of which actually the, the monsters um, special abilities are really neat. However, since no one else yep. mentioned this and to entice as far as players are concerned, an oft overlooked gem in second edition in my opinion, is the archetype system. Mm, the archetype system is yeah. mm -hmm. an extraordinary, especially the multi-class archetypes. It is an mm -hmm. extraordinarily elegant solution to the idea of cross-class. Yep. Of playing a character that is a fighter wizard or playing mm -hmm. a bard barbarian or something like that. It is a very <laughs> a bard elegant, straight, yeah. a barbarian. Barbarian! Mm -hmm. Is a very elegant solution to it, and I really like it. 
Uh, and mm -hmm. the free archetype rule means that it actually level or adds a certain level of diversity uh, further to the classes and lets you play things themed like a pirate campaign and giving everyone the pirate archetype for yeah, free. It's yeah, cool. mm -hmm. yeah. Well, yeah. even the different, they're called different things for each class, but like the rogue groups or the bard like the muses. The subclasses, yeah. Uh, it just feels like in 2E, the base classes, even without archetypes, because of the options mm. you get at character creation, you can have three fighters in a group and all of them be extremely different from one another in yes. 2E, like, while in 1E, it still feels like, okay, he's using a two-hand weapon and this one is dual wielding, but on the whole, without archetypes, they were basically the same thing. I think Heather does have a good point, though. Like, I was thinking about this the other day because I was re-listening to some Dark Moon Vale for reasons. I won't say why. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man, what a tease. I remember, of course, Heather's character in that one was a rogue, if you haven't listened to it. Uh, but her rogue is the thief archetype, if I remember correctly. Yes. Um, yeah. Which functions very differently from Nicolo's, uh, <laughs> Nicolo's archetype. They're very different I'm characters. Mm-hmm. It was really cool to hear that difference after the fact because I hadn't by th at that point I hadn't played Nicolo yet, so I didn't really know, you know, what any of the major differences were. Nice. I mean, yep. don't get me wrong, I still love one E, but two oh, E yeah, has sure. and yep. I still and you know, we're not gonna be negative, but I still have a few things with two E that I'm kinda like, mm, we'll see if they grow on me. Oh, I but have things in one E that were yeah. the same way that I'm I like, know. I didn't really like that. They're both very good systems, and mm -hmm. I think two E um Every, I think you should give 2E a, sh a chance, like even if it's just a one shot. Yeah I, yeah. I feel like everybody that's played 1E, go ahead and just do a quick one shot, make a character, even if it's just make a character goof around and fight some monsters. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just yeah. to play with yeah. the rules and go from there if you so like it. That's another good call out. I, liked the, I like the character creation a lot in 2E. Yeah. Um, it's it is, so much easier for me. It's, mm -hmm. it's not only easier, I think like, I feel like I get, even at first level, I'm, I'm, unique like i feel yeah. like i'm not just like I, it's not like where i diverge as i like acquire more feats and skills like i feel different from like the first step from everybody you fulfill else. your niche at level one mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> guess if we're all throwing out a little bit of extra i think we can also all agree that uh the degrees of success is great oh uh, yeah oh yeah i, I, I love the i love the elegance of the, the degrees of success especially when it comes to saves uh for spells and things like that the uh the yes basic there are a lot rules. less save or suck spells in 2e it's true mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Emery uh, signs off saying, thank you very much, your friend, Emery. Thank you, Emery. Thank you. Thank you so much. Followed by P.S. <laughs> Jessica. Me. Your character in Hell's Rebels reminds me greatly of a friend's dear late mother. She oh. was the oh. kind aunt slash mother figure that would not let poor behavior slide, but you knew was all or knew always had your back. Throughout our childhood and even in our snotty teen years, she looked out for us, making sure we were safe. We had safe spaces and healthy outlets. When Aww. listening to Hell's Rebels, I can't help but think of her, and my heart is warmed. Her Aww. name, too, was Adria. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh, that is wow. That is some wow. serendipity. I love yeah. that. Thank you for this reminder of such a wonderful woman. You're welcome. Oh, I based sweet. on my own yeah. mom, so it's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad more people had mom figures like this. Yeah. Uh, there is also a uh, PPS. If you ever think about visiting Kauai, <gasps> please let me know. If there's anything I can do to entice slash inspire you to visit Kauai, <laughs> just let me know. I'm happy to help in any way that I can. That's what friends do. 
We also <laughs> would like to do this and would like a tour of nature. Thank you. Yeah. We appreciate of that. Nature. <laughs> all of nature. Just, just of all of the just nature. Just show can us you, the nature. Can <laughs> you introduce us to an animal? Yes. <laughs> just any animal. Real talk, though, that is a very kind offer. And yes. It is extraordinarily yes. kind. Thank you. We can record from away. We'll just pack all that stuff. <laughs> pack pack yeah. it up. We'll do our for our first in-person recording in like three years in in Kauai. <laughs> It'll be worth it. So that is it for our emails. However, before we go, we do have, uh, I guess, a little bit of business to discuss with uh. everyone out there. As many of you are probably aware of, uh, next week, November 15th, will be the final episode of the Mummy's Mask actual play. Woo! Yeah, which congratulations, y'all, by the way. Thank we you. did it! Yeah, we did. We, we thought we'd make it, but we did. Uh, if you guys like haven't been listening, uh, you've got one week to catch up on 221 episodes. Let's go. <laughs> there is Let's someone do doing that in the Discord, and we're all cheering for him. <laughs> I yeah. believe in you. <laughs> yeah. And as some of you, of course, know, our Hell's Rebels has used the same format as Mummy's Mask, and to be honestly, like Tyrant's Grasp as well, uh, since it launched, which has been three episodes in an after party or a rumor mill or post-mortem, depending on which one uh, you're listening to. However, reaching the end of one podcast, having the beginning of the new year on the horizon, all the rest of that, uh, we've decided that this would be a good time to change things up. As such, this will be the last rumor mill for Hell's Rebels. Going forward, we're not going to be doing a recap show after every three episodes for any of the podcasts, actually. So this is the first place that this will be announced, although if you are going to be joining us for our uh, live stream of the last after party for Mummy's Mask, it'll be mentioned there as well as on our Patreon. Mm -hmm. Cutting this content is not something that we decided upon lightly, but we do feel that it needs to be done. We did some math. Well, yeah. we did. And we love having this outlet, this means by which to to read emails, especially more so even than the recap part of this. Yeah. The emails mm -hmm. are what we really love to do and have that engagement with uh, with all of you. However, the uh, the simple fact of the matter is that uh, none of us are working for the pod full time. Uh, as much as I think all of us would love to be able to produce content all of the time. Oh, if yep. only. For everyone mm -hmm. out there. Would be nice. Yes. Unfortunately, while our Patreon has done well, it still needs to grow before that goal can actually be reached. Mm -hmm. And to find time for other pursuits, basically something had to give. Yeah. And yeah. out of the four options that we have, obviously, we did not want that to be one of our three shows. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So to accommodate for more time to actually do other things, we eventually came to the decision that it would have to be the after party post-mortems i don't think we ever really came up with a term to actually describe the recap episodes mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that is the bad news in so yeah. much as it is something that we enjoy and have enjoyed doing mm -hmm. and it is something i think that we will miss yeah however the good news is that this does free us up sometime at the very least going forward <laughs> Uh, there True. are many projects that we've wanted to do. Uh, I remember us uh, uh, announcing a return to Dark Moon Vell back oh. in 2021. It will bit. happen. It's going to happen. Hey, and we'll yes. still respond to emails. It's just oh, yeah. it'll yeah. be through email. Yes. Yeah, and, and chats on the Discord and all the rest of it. We can still be gotten a hold of it. And we actually, I would love if you continued sending us emails because mm -hmm. we do read the emails we enjoy the emails uh we love that le level of interaction it's just we will not be reading them on air any longer taking the step will lead to some well-deserved time off for the ftp crew 
Uh, which, especially uh, Rick. Me, but I mean, also let's all be real, of you, especially, because... but all of us will get it. <laughs> yeah. But well, I mean, yeah. I, I can't, I cannot understate what um, a wonderful job uh, all five of my players do. Well, thank you. Uh, and the amount of hard work that they put into this. And as such, the one thing I want to constantly avoid is burnout, which mm. is always mm-hmm. a threat. Yeah. With any job. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even even something that you enjoy doing, occasionally mm-hmm. you need to have the chance to recharge your batteries. And this will actually allow for more time off for everyone to uh, to pursue you know, whatever leisurely activities inspire them to then bring that level of energy back to the table. Not that I think you guys have ever really been lacking in energy. This uh, rumor bill being indicative of that. (laughs) (laughs) That's because we went lots of circles and tangents. Yep, we like our tangents. Speaking of other pursuits and work, uh, this will also free us up to work on other projects that we're interested in. Yep. Mm -hmm. Tales from Darkmoon Vale is, of course, one of them, but I think that's only the tip of the iceberg. Am I correct? I think we all have had lots of ideas on ways to, um, I used the term earlier, grow the podcast, and that is Mm. something that we want to do. It's a difficult time for, I think, everyone in general, the world as a whole. (laughs) But this is uh, beyond just something that we are love love doing, something that we love engaging with everyone with. Uh, There is an element where this is also a venture, uh, as the name Find the Path Ventures might imply. And uh, and as such, finding ways to expand and grow the podcast are things that we want to do, and this would actually allow us time to pursue these other avenues. Uh, So as such, I think we all have good ideas on what we'd love to do, projects we'd love to do. Um, Mm -hmm. Return to uh, the Tales from Darkmoon Vale, which for anyone that's listening to this and has not actually... uh, Listen to that is available on our YouTube as well as the Find the Path Adventures feed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Our first foray into uh, the second edition rule set, uh, which was mm-hmm. run by Ross. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, indeed it was. Yeah, if you want to hear Ross in the driver's seat and uh, <laughs> you know me kicking it as a as a lowly player. Hey, lowly. hey, he, lowly! He made that same joke in <laughs> Tales from Darkmoon Vale. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm not surprised. Hey, I, oh, that means I'm not the only one who recycles gosh. jokes, Rick. <laughs> Take that. It's been a long time since I've listened to it, but I think I made a whole thing about like stepping down from my obsidian throne. Oh, you did, Jesus. yes. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the first like ten minutes of the first episode was basically that. <laughs> so yeah, if you, if you enjoy that level level of humor, uh, you should go and check out Tales from Darkmoon Vale. He does not actually have an obsidian throne, no matter no, how he much just, he keeps asking for it. He has throne, a, a secret lab throne. I have a secret lab chair, which is actually very comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, obsidian would actually be a terrible They're not a sponsor, a but they're really good chairs. <laughs> I do want to say that at some point we do want to revisit either a discussion show or mm. maybe even a comments show where we just answer comments that have been made ver- over various locations or via emails. Yeah. Um, all of these are things that we would love to go back to. Um, however, as it stands right now, that's not necessarily in the cards as we have to make the decision of what's going to free up the greatest amount of time for us, mm-hmm. uh, which right now is this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That being said, thank all of you for uh, for continuing to listen to us because again, uh, this this tends to be the place where we address the audience a little bit more directly. And uh, mm. I hope to incorporate a bit more of that into the show as uh, as we are again reaching the end of our, our main show as far as Mummy's Mask is concerned and our new show, which will be announced quite sh- shortly. At that uh, that live uh, Mummy's Mask after party, I believe. Be sure yep. you catch it if live if you can. I mean, it will be recorded t- for later if you don't. So don't like, oh, no, I missed it. I will never know now. <laughs> And I do have I do have a lot of plans on uh, on how to make even our new show uh, 
fresh and new, uh, new exciting things that I plan on doing for that that may uh, eventually be incorporated into the other shows. Uh, and as such, this is also something that allows me more time to focus on uh, perfecting that. Mm. Yes. Yeah. All of that being said, though, I do want to leave things off on a happy note. Although, you know, again, this is uh, this is more for everyone sitting around this digital table of ours. <laughs> uh, but I would hope that all of you would be vicariously happy for the entire group. Uh, which is since we are not doing rumor mills, uh, instead of doing a hero point for everyone on every three episodes, I am instead going to be awarding a hero point on every even episode. Yeah, Woo! 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 more hero points. Nice. Because I am atrocious at remembering to hand those out. We have to remember to advocate. <laughs> I was you guys say, are all so humble that you don't push. For I'm it. not used to it. I'm used to just doing the thing and Although not having Jessica to worry about it. Although Jessica did get me a hero point in the first episode of this. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. Me so. one once. Oh, that's that? true. Yeah. yeah. I know y'all have said stuff for about me, and I've gotten a few too. But I just, yeah. I never think about it. I just, you know, it's I'm not either. something I'm, I'm used to. I'm just over here playing the game. You know. Yeah. So yeah, uh, in a in a strange way, especially considering we've just been going through uh, through all of this with another show ending recently. But in a strange way, uh, I guess signing off for the last rumor mill. Mm. Weird. Yeah. Come so back and weird. check us out for episode fifty-two. Mm-hmm. Which means that if you listen once a week, you could listen for an entire year. That's true. <laughs> That's I true. Mean, yeah. Yeah. I suppose then, uh, until next time, good luck, Pathfinders. Bye good luck out there. Bye, Bye, I wonder if there's going to be any combat soon. I'm kind of interested to see what fifth level Nikolo can do. <laughs> I want to cast Fireball. Said <laughs> 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 every wizard ever. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Hell's Rebels is copyright 2015. Hell's Rebels and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Find the Path Ventures have converted Hell's Rebels from Pathfinder to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Conversion notes are available to our Patreon backers at patreon.com backslash findthepath.